Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas and today we're going to talk about the outreach program of the Brainerd Lakes. And our guests today include Sean Hansen. She is the executive director. And Tina Foster is with us. She is the community coordinator. Ladies, welcome back to Community Focus. Ah, thanks for having us. We're glad to be here today. Yeah. Good afternoon. Yeah. Sean, if you will, uh, remind our listeners what the outreach program is all about. So the outreach program started in 2012 as a humanitarian food aid organization located in Niswa. When we started off, we were uh, most of our food went overseas to third world countries. We were known as Kids Against Hunger. Yeah. And in 2019, we rebranded to the outreach program. And today we do 10 different meal packagings at our facility. And those meals go out to local area food shelves, community meal programs, shelters, school backpack programs, et cetera, wherever there is a food insecurity issue. We'd like to have our food be there for people. Unfortunately, there's a lot of food insecurity, isn't there? There is, and we're kind of blind to that a little bit, I think, around this area. We think that it doesn't exist. But um, just right here in the Brainerd Lakes area, there's quite a few families that um, just don't have enough money to make it go all the way that they need. And food's one of the last things they buy. So food insecurity, kids being hungry, um, it's a real-life thing right here in the BLA. Yeah, and we've heard that from our friends at the local food shelves, the Salvation Army. Everybody talks about the same issue. There's more and more pressure on the uh, food shelves and others that are distributing food. Uh, you guys have been helping all of those entities, haven't you? Yeah, so the way that it works is we bring in bulk ingredients to pack our food. So one of our foods that we do is macaroni and cheese. Uh, we bring volunteers in. They pack the meals. And when they go to a food shelf or say in the Operation Sandwich Backpack Program, those meals are given out free. So our food shelves get them for us from us for free, and it just helps them stretch their dollars then with Second Harvest a little bit further because they don't have to buy macaroni and cheese or oatmeal or those kinds of things through the food bank. And where do you get your food, Sean? So we buy all of our ingredients bulk out of Des Moines, Iowa. So when we say we're going to pack 50,000 macaroni and cheese meals we get big containers of soy and pasta and mix. And so it all comes in bulk-wise. And then we utilize volunteers to get the work done. Yeah. So I'm hoping that most of the people out in the listening area have either been with us at a pack, or if they have an interest, maybe we'll step up and come and help because the way that we get our meals done is by volunteers. Yeah. Um, how does one volunteer for the program? Give us a call. Send us an email. Um, I'm the community coordinator, Tina. So email me at tina at outreachprogrambla.com and get on our list. Org, but that's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Dot org. Yeah. yeah Got to get that one straight. Uh, we don't have uh, like open pack times currently, but we are going to get back to being doing that sort of thing. So, but we will take anybody's information so that when the time comes we can get back to them and get them uh, in a pack so yeah. they can see what we do. Right. Uh, maybe not everybody uh, can remember your email, uh, but they can remember the website. And I understand you have a new website. Oh we can gosh. probably find that contact information there, right? Absolutely. So you know how uh, when we rebranded in 2019, one of the things that we uh, did not do well was uh, establish our website. So our website for the last couple of years has been a little clunky. And uh, through the big help of Brown Design here in Brainerd, they really captured us. So we have a new website. It's outreachprogrambla.org. Um, the things that I love about it is 
It shows you easily how to get involved. All of the photos that are out there are real-life activity that has happened at our facility or remote. And there's a way for you to donate quickly on that link. It shows our fundraising events. It really did a, They did a great job of really capturing who, who we are in the essence of what we want to be to our community and beyond. So in that rebrand, we chose to change our mission. Our mission became that we were going to feed families in need, but with a focus in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So 80 to 90% of the food that we package actually stays within about an 80-mile radius of the Brainerd Water Tower. It doesn't go very far away. Oh, wow. um, we love that because the primary funding for us is private donations coming out of the Brainerd Lakes area for the most part. So when we did our mission statement in 2019 and rebranded that, it was really important for us to take care of home. It's one of the things that we feel now we missed at the beginning was there is no doubt that there are children in third world countries that are literally starving. And even though we don't want to negate that issue, we just had no idea that somewhere between 25 to 50 percent of the people right here in greater Minnesota need our help too. Yeah. And so it's, it's a different mission today and I think that our new website really captures that really well. So um, it's only been up for about 10 days or so. So we want people to go oh, wow. look at it and check it out and tell us what they think. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. You answered one of my questions because I was going to ask, where do you get your funding? Yes. And this is donations. It is. So we're privately funded. Um, we don't get any government grants. And I'm going to tell people the reason we don't. Um, most grants, when you apply, have caveats to them. And they will tell you things like, oh, you can only feed children, or you can only feed women, or you can only feed senior citizens. And when you have a simple mission of feeding families in need, we don't want to put any caveats on anybody that gets our food. I don't care if you're rich or you're poor, and I don't really care what class of society you are, what religious denomination you are, the color of your skin. All of those things go away for us. We just want to feed people. So we are privately funded. What that means is it's donors like you, Ken, you and your wife making a contribution. It's the Rotary Clubs, the Lions Clubs, Sertoma, um, civic groups, church groups, but mostly individual donations, just people that have compassion for other people and want to help them by feeding them. Can we make those donations right on your website? You can. So ah. now you go to the new website and there's a donate button right there. Super easy. Um, one of the things that we're asking people to really consider is, you know, if you think that we make these foods for 30 cents a meal, that's it. Wow. You can feed a family of six for $1.80. Man. So if today you were to make a $10 contribution to us, just think about $10 and what that would do to feed somebody. So whether you make that donation once or whether you would consider to be a recurring donor, $10 a month, if $10 a month, that's literally uh, – My husband and I spend more of that than if we go to a coffee shop. So if you just stop that one time and realize how many people you could help by making that $10 per month donation, um, we would greatly appreciate that. You know, we do some fundraising events. We have a little bit of fun. Um, We're not sure that we are ready exactly to announce, but we have a new event coming. So I guess we could spill the beans on that. We're still waiting to come up with a name. So we'll tell you what it's going to be, and then maybe somebody can give us some hints of a good name. Um, so one of our big volunteers is our Nisswa Fire Department. And uh, they're a group of wonderful men and women, and we've done some variety of things with them over time. We help them with their fundraisers. 
we are going to go in on a joint fundraiser with our fire department. Okay. And we are going to have an old-fashioned street dance, barbecue contest, kids' activities, uh, June 15th of Father's Day weekend on Saturday. So we're just starting the process now, I guess, would you say, Tina? Yep, just starting some planning <clears throat> and looking for some fun things to do. Yeah. So our goal is to have four or five fundraisers a year, right, to help offset some of our expenses. We sure. are we work with Camp Competence in February for the Frozen Four. Yeah. Um, we're going to bring in this barbecue contest in June. We have a Clays-in Hunger event out at Lakeshore Conservation Club in August. And then we have the Walleye Dan Fishing Den Hunger Fishing Tournament in October. Those are all fundraising events that we have, to, in other words, to help keep our mission going. Yeah. Um, I know the volunteers come from all over the place. I have a picture on my phone of my daughter and my granddaughter and her friend. They were part of the Brainerd Warriors softball team that came up. And you see a lot of that, don't you? Teams, organizations, scouts. I mean, that's all part of the fun. You name it. Um, We just recently, last was it last week, we were at Crowing Power. We did a remote pack with 110 of their employees, right? Hands-on, right on their facility. Um, We have Warriors softball, Central Lakes College football, Oh, my gosh, the list can go on and on. And it can be a group as small as 8 to 10 is what we need to make a packing line. And it can be up to 40 to 50 people um, in the facility based on the group. So we tell people, if you have 8 to 10 people that you can gather, um, let us know. We'll set up a packing event. If you want to go bigger, we can either do it at our facility or we could go out and do something with you remote, like we do at ATEC Industries every every year. So, um, yeah, we have a lot of options for people. I think the easiest way, yeah, click on our website. Um, you'll be able to find the contact us button. Um, we're super easy to find. We're located on Hazelwood Drive in Niswa and we pack to your schedule. So that's what's, what's beautiful about like what you mentioned about the softball girls that became an annual tradition with them with coach Jordan a few years ago. And we always do it at the beginning of their season and it teaches them teamwork and team building but also how to be community servants and give back to the community that they live in great idea yeah yeah uh, i want to uh, circle back to something you said you go to businesses and bring packing events yes to- those are remote packs yeah. and they're very interesting and unique and everyone is unique and that is one thing i would say we are very um what's the word adaptable for you know how much money you can bring how many employ how many people you're going to bring um how much time you have all of those things factor how many meals you want in the end we can use any of those variables to create just like the perfect event for because that's what they become as an event the crow wing power pack was it was amazing and for us i know the light bulbs that go on with people that are they're doing the actual pack it's they, it's like they get it then. Yeah. And that is the most beautiful part of those remote packs. Um, and for them to understand that it meant enough to their employer to fund the ingredients and give them the time off to pack. It's so we also have gone to Ike Motors in St. Cloud now two years in a row. And wow. the, the food stays there in their community. They fund it and the food stays in their community. So we can set them up 
you know, we did a huge pack with the District Lions this last fall, and that food went back to 46 different communities. The Lions Clubs all took them back. So we can adapt, like Sean said, if you've got eight people, if you're one person, the way you want to volunteer is refill uh, carts that we put. We were talking a little bit, the carts that we have done um, kind of... um, just a little roller cart that you might think of where you keep your kids mittens and gloves in the winter time just a little roller cart and we stack it full of food and we put them in places this is something new we've started to do and the image in my head is always the mom that's you know possibly single mom maybe not kids tired end of the day goes to pick up the kids and realizes she doesn't have breakfast and she can just grab a bag of oatmeal because it's sitting there and nobody's watching and no one's having her check a box or fill any paperwork out or anything else. The kids are hungry, mom's got food right there. So we're working on that and we would love uh, input from uh, the community if there's a place that you know that that would be an appropriate um, offering, we would love to do it. And so we have volunteers that go out and that's what they do is they're in charge of filling those carts. Yeah. Yeah, So the little cart came about. It was actually Tina's idea. And I think one of the first ones we put was at the women's shelter, right? And our original plan was to have it there at the women's shelter for the ladies that were living there. Um, And as they transitioned out, what we didn't think about was all the volunteers that come in and out of the women's shelter and some of their employees. So it's literally like the little lending library. There's a card there. It says, need one, take one. Oh, wow. And we have them at Head Start. We have them at the Soup Kitchen, um, several places around the community. And we're looking to expand that because we know this. Um, there is no shame in anyone needing help, and especially uh, for food, for clothing, and for um, a roof over their head. And so if we can put this food in places where people can easily access it, um, that's awesome for us, and it gets to the people that really really need it. We just recently put one at Head Start, and uh, the social worker that asked us to do that um, has said it's a game changer huh. because now those parents that are coming in and out can just grab and go, and like Tina said, they don't have to fill out any paperwork. They don't have to say what their income is. They don't have to give any explanation. It's just they're hungry, or they know of somebody that is and they can give the food. And the remote packs, I do have to say this. So Crowing Power is a good example. They use Roundup dollars to pay for that. And then the food that they packed all got a specific label put on the bag that said packed and paid for by Crowing Power. And all of that food will get disseminated back out into the geographic that Crowing Power serves. So we have a list of food shelves that are in their geographic and we will deliver that. So it's another way for a business to put some marketing together and some tools together and give back to their community. And she mentioned Ike Motors. That's a a Mazda Volkswagen dealership down in uh, St. Cloud. Last year when they did it, they gave their food to the Salvation Army food shelf. This year it went to the St. Cloud School District. Their employees took it over when they were done and handed it off for their Christmas backpack program. That is really neat. So, yeah, remote packing. We love it. Yes. Um, We are looking to do more of it. So if it's something of interest to people, just shout out to us and we'll see what we can put together. Well, you mentioned with the softball team, team building and having fun. And it would apply to your coworkers as well. Absolutely. It's a great team building thing. I think, Um, you know, we mixed up the people at Crowing Power and put them with people they're not used to working with. Right. So people that maybe they didn't even know they worked in the same business with each other. They got to know each other a little bit better. We crank up the music. We have some fun. Uh, Then we tell them where the food is going and what the purpose is behind it. 
and then we ask them to continue to be involved with us, whether that's by volunteering or making donations to us, or both. Neat. If someone has a good idea on where one of those carts would go, or if a business wants to contact you, again, easy to go to the website and find your contact information, right? Easy to go to the website, and I would tell you that my cell phone number is plastered everywhere, so I don't mind it being out there. <laughs> my cell phone is 218-232-3528. You can text us um, either between myself or Tina. I will take your volunteer information. Right now we are looking at volunteers to be 10 years of age or older. Okay. We can make some exceptions to that if it's like a family that wants to come in and pack and they have littles. Um, but it becomes work for the littles. Yeah. And so we're just kind of holding at uh, around 10 years of age and above to come in and pack with us. Makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Whether you're one person out there that wants to get involved or whether you have 20. All right. Well, if you'd like to get involved, we encourage people to go to the website, outreachprogrambla.org. You'll find the contact information there. Get signed up, and let's keep feeding those that are hungry here right in the Lakes area. Ladies, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for what you're doing, and uh, come back and see us again. Thank Thanks. you. Happy New Year, Ken. Thanks, Ken. Thank Happy you. New Year. And by the way, we missed Tessie today. Okay. <laughs> I'll let her know. <laughs> Our guests today, Sean Hansen, Executive Director of the Outreach Program of the Brainerd Lakes. Tina Foster is the Community Coordinator. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs can be listened to anytime. They're on our website, so go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen in on our free mobile app that's powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.